0: yeah hello all right
1: we're live good evening ladies and gentlemen my name is michael Siljic. i'm here with jessica patterson tonight we're going to be talking about the great sugar coder agents overpromising and under delivering to get your listing stay tuned Ooh. 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 There we go, yeah. <laughs> All
0: right.
1: So we have an interesting topic tonight, um, especially something that I think is going to be very relevant to a lot of vendors on the market at the moment. Yeah. Um, A lot of people that are thinking of selling or already on the market in terms of so much has changed on the real estate landscape over the past few months as the markets continue to change. And I think this sort of topic today is just more and more relevant, especially as we move into a tougher market. Um, Last year, literally before November, when the market was hot during the year, any property, sorry, any um, agent could put a property on the market, literally clip tickets at the door, put it to auction, yep. and then sell for a record price.
0: Yep. And in those environments where you don't have to be a great agent, you just need a portal that you can access people, yeah. um, sometimes some habits sort of develop that... When you're in a tougher market, they're not going to work Mm. um, and you're not going to get the same results that you were getting before. So today we want to talk about kind of the things to look out for as a prospective vendor or current vendor and what you can look for in an agent that will get you results, regardless Mm. of the condition of the market.
1: Yeah. So a big thing, the one we'll start off with is pricing a property. So at the moment, a lot of agents, when they're coming to price a property, to give you an idea, what we use as agents, we're pricing it up, is comparable sales. And obviously we try to use sales from as recent as possible uh, in the market, but in saying that we're working with past data. And the issue with that is in an upturning market, obviously the property may sell for more than what the recent comparable sales are, but in a downturning market, the properties we're referencing that may be sold last month, the month before the month before that, potentially your property could be even less as well. Um, So you just wanna make sure that when an agent's coming in and pricing up your property, first of all, have they got the most recent comparable sales? a lot of times you may find that if they are bring out sales maybe from January, February this year, it's not really that relevant anymore. Um, And you just want to make sure that they're giving you up-to-date data and also factoring in exactly what's happening today to give you an idea of exactly what your property is sitting at in terms of price.
0: And one of the things I think to take into account as well is that every person, every agent that's presenting to you is going into that room with a motivation. They're not just going there generally to give you what they think they get telling you what they think the property is worth mm. but there's an underlying motivation that they also want the listing yeah. um and there is some there is a bias whether conscious or not that comes into it even just if they come in sometimes they just go by their gut and they say i think it's worth this which mm. obviously is not a good way to go about pricing a property yeah. and even choosing the comparables like you said sometimes with that internal motivation you want to pick the comparables that were amazing and really successful um, that might be a little outdated or whatever, because you're trying to propose an argument that you can get a really high result, which might not actually be attainable.
1: And the thing is, you don't want like we're not saying you're gonna you want the agent that comes in being negative, yeah. but you want the agent that is optimistic in terms of the, the result that they can deliver, but realistic in terms of the price that the data suggests. Yeah. So, like Jess said, there you want properties that are actually relevant to yours there, and just literally just look at the common sense of it. Does the rationale make sense? Because a lot of the times you'll find that with agents that maybe are overpraising properties, you can see it. You can see the properties that they're comparing to, they may may not be that similar to yours as well versus the agent that comes in actually has the correct data, it does stack up. Um, So it's just interesting to see because we're coming up against it sometimes as well where some agents are coming much lower, some agents are coming much higher. Um, And as a vendor, you just want to be aware of that. To ensure that you don't get caught short list with an agent that maybe is over promised on it and then obviously under delivers on the sale price in saying that it is shifting market for <laughs> sure
0: and i think but i think as well not only do the comparables give you a good indication but also their current stock mm. um so if you ask another generally agents that want to help you out like if any person came to us and they said, how long has it been on the market? I'm interested, whether it's a Novak property or not. Yeah, They'll usually tell you and if you can, if this this agent you're thinking of going with and they have six or seven properties that have been sitting there for a month, six weeks, however long, Mm -hmm. they might not be the agent to go with. They might be a little bit overpriced.
1: Yeah, that's true as well. So days on market's another good thing to look at as well. Um, so what you'll find is an agent stays on market now in this market is starting to stretch out more and more yeah um compared to obviously last year where most things would be selling with an auction campaign definitely within the first four weeks private treaty potentially the first week or two we are starting to notice that stretch out more and more um which is okay that's just a change of the market but it's more about what is your agent doing during that time to get you sold because yeah. you can't just sit on the market like what we were doing before in terms of an auction campaign you just click tickets and then it was selling come auction day an agent needs to be constantly re-strategizing with you as the vendor working out week on week what is the feedback from the buyers what do we need to do to slightly shift it to yeah. get the property sold
0: like with that as well um like how often would you talk to your vendors
1: every day every day every single day
0: every day for us is normal but then we talk to sometimes other to clients that have come from other ages and they go mm. oh i haven't talked to my vendors since the start of the campaign oh i talked like once a fortnight no yeah. that, that shouldn't be happening it should be a daily discussion um so that you can revamp rework give updates mm. freshen up the campaign
1: 100 percent, because literally the market's changing week by week at the moment So what we find is like being in constant communication with your vendors every single day, first of all, you're never, as a vendor, left wondering what's going on. Um, We normally create WhatsApp groups with all our vendors. Everyone's in there. All that communication goes in there. So everyone's on the same page. Um, But it just means that you're not going to get caught behind because the worst thing that can happen at the moment is getting caught chasing the market down and having an agent that doesn't react quickly enough. That you go, you constantly seem to be dropping your price, but you just seem to be behind the hate ball where you're getting frustrated your price is coming down, yet you're not getting the results that you want. And that's because maybe the agent's taking too long to act. So
0: And with that too, like the buyers at the moment, they're they don't have that like urgency that they had in December where they had to jump straight away. Hmm. So a lot of them are sitting there a bit longer and they can see the stock on the market. Yeah. They know what's there and they know each time you drop the price yeah. um, and they're sitting there waiting. So you want to come in with the right price first to hmm. avoid that happening and the campaign getting a little bit stale.
1: Yeah, because the thing is once you hit, like even in a downturning market like this, when you hit the price point nail on the head, there's a lot of competition still there. So two weeks ago, we had four properties that we transacted in, in the one week and in my team, and all four of them went to a best and fairest, mm-hmm. which is where we had multiple people that had put offers forward on the property, and we got them to put their, their final walkaway offers, um, which you wouldn't think you'd be doing in a, in a downturning market. You might only have one buyer, but that's because we hit the nail on the head in terms of finding the right price point where the buyer saw value yeah. and then closing out from there. So if you do get your strategy right, it does create that urgency and It'll it does work. get you sold. Yeah. For sure.
0: So next thing, um, pardon? Marketing. Marketing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so another thing that you'll talk about with your agent in your listing when they do the appraisal for you is marketing. What do we do?
1: We do something very, very different. Actually, before I go on to what we do, um, what you'll find is a lot of agents when you go on that marketing presentation. So we all work with the same tools in terms of portal marketing. There's domain, there's realestate.com, there's getting your photographer signboard, all those sorts of things every agent offers the same portals in that regard there's something we offer a little bit different which we'll t- cover shortly yeah. um and what you'll find is normally an agent will say okay great mr and mrs vendor you want x amount um to sell your property for we think we can get that but we're going to need five thousand dollars up front um to pay for all the marketing go to all the portals and then we're going to test the market to see if we can get that for you now that's third parties that have to be paid for that so normally that's paid up front by the vendor you go to market and there's no promise you're going to necessarily get that price yeah um sure. and if you don't get that price then you're out of pocket that money versus what we do which is starting off a little bit differently i'll let you go through it jess uh, so
0: yeah we start with we do a call call it plan a mm-hmm. we'll cover all the costs so you don't pay anything up front and we do that most vendors choose to do it for a week some do it for two weeks Some do it for the whole campaign um and we sell about 60 that way and what will happen during that process is we'll get What's also really great about this is we can get the right price because we start getting buyers coming through. They give us feedback. They let us know if there's anything we need to change in the property. And it's mostly a database reach out, but also through our social media.
1: Well, that's the biggest channel there is with the organic following that we've got on our social media, across Novak's channels, the sales reps channels, Lisa Novak's channel, the the queen of social media. Um, Through all those channels there, we have an organic reach where buyers know, follow Novak, because you're going to see properties there first. And so the beautiful thing is you as a vendor, you can tap into that and harness that. Doesn't cost you absolutely anything, but you get to go out to the market, get those hot buyers through your property. First of all, like Jess said, there's a good chance you're going to be sold for a great price. Or if not, at least you get that market feedback where previously with another agent, you've got to fork out that money up front to find out what your property might be worth. This way, we get that market feedback from the buyers. We know roughly where they're seeing value, what they like, what they don't like about the property. So that way, when we do decide to either A, if we're sold, we know roughly that's where market value is. Or B, if we launch to market, we know what we need to guide.
0: And Um, it's also refined overall. Like sometimes as the agent or as the vendor, you might be at this property and not see um something that is glaringly obvious to every buyer like for example i had this property the first we did pre-market only the first four buyers that walked in went oh my gosh the living room's really small it wasn't really small living room it was a really big lounge
1: yeah
0: and myself the other agent and the two vendors we didn't see it because obviously we're we can see the property for what it is when we're looking at the lounge and see the impact of that. Correct. But as soon as we had those buyers in, that meant that by the time we went to realestate.com, we removed the lounge and not one person commented saying it was a small living room.
1: But so, that's crucial. Yeah. And that, that means that first week that campaign you would have been showing on realestate.com, you wouldn't have had those buyers walking through being turned off by that. And that's yep. probably the most crucial time you want to absolutely nail the campaign. For, sure. for sure. So that's huge. So it's all those little sort of not tricks, but all those little sort of strategies that you've got to implement in place, as we said at the beginning, in this changing market to help get you sold. You can't be just a clipping tickets when people coming okay. through the door. You need to be constantly thinking outside the box on how to sell these properties. Yeah, definitely.
0: So another thing we're seeing, um, like we mentioned at the start, mm. at the moment, um, the for agents, it's a lot about getting the listings. Mm. Um, and vendors have more choice because there's less new stock coming on so agents are working a little bit harder in that list at that appraisal yeah um, one of the things that is a big point of difference is the Commission mm-hmm. um, so we are seeing a broader range of Commission that's being offered to vendors what would happen if you choose the agent with the lowest commission
1: it's like anything in life; you pay for what you get yeah if you're gonna go for the cheapest agent just like anything else, if you're walking into a store and you're buying a, a power drill and there's one for $20, yeah. which I don't know if it exists or not, there's one for $100, there's one for $200, if you buy the cheapest one, chances are you're not going to get the result that you're wanting. Yeah. Um, and it's the same when you're, you're choosing an agent as well. What you'll find is most agents will be roughly, actually, honestly, pretty similar-ish in commission within 0.1, 0.2% difference of each other, um, which in the overall scheme of things is not make or break i think for a vendor or what they should be looking at they should be more looking for which is the agent that's going to get me the best result who has the best strategy because the agent that's just offering the cheapest commission in this market it generally means they don't have the strategies that they need to get you sold so what do they have to offer just a cheaper fee the only problem with that is if they're shopping 0.1, 2, 3, 4, 5% off their fee that's a couple of thousand dollars off the fee but that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in your sale price yeah
0: it's not worth it And I think as well, one of the things, so the agent that comes to you with the highest commission, one of the things to keep in mind is that that commission is negotiable and you having that negotiation with the agent on their commission generally shows as well their capacity to negotiate and how well they're going to be negotiating with your buyers i think it's, it's a good indication so if they come in and they're like i want a 2% commission and you go no 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 how they op- they handle that situation give you give you a window to on. gives you a bit of insight yeah, yeah correct
1: the agent that just drops the pants on commission straight away you go yeah. well, what are they nah. going to do with the buyer that says <laughs> no i'm not going to pay more
0: yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. And it's the same with what we were talking about with um, how often we speak to vendors. So if I'm calling my vendor every single day, mm. odds are I'm going to be calling my buyers every single day. So yeah. if you're not hearing from your agent, that means your buyers aren't hearing from your agent as well. So I think these are help, even with the appraisal. Yeah, calling the call, the next day callback. If they don't call you back the next day, they're not going to call their buyers back the next day after it opens.
1: This is true, and a lot of people go, "Oh, the agent doesn't want to." So yeah. The buyer, the agent thinks "Oh, the buyers don't want to hear from me or the vendors don't want to hear from me our job this is our job yeah <laughs> our job is to be following people up to be listing and selling property if we're not doing that then we're not doing our job so when we call someone back if they don't want to talk to us that's fine we'll scratch them off the list it's done yeah. but the difference is for those buyers that do want to hear from us they're expecting that call and with a lot of times for example like when we're selling our properties we'll be following up our buyers on a saturday afternoon after open homes a yeah. lot of agents will leave that to monday the amount of properties that we transact on a Saturday evening, putting it off into a cooling off period, I'd be, I'd say probably close to about half of my transactions that we do yeah. is done on that Saturday evening. And what does that mean? It means the vent, the um sorry, the agent that's calling that buyer back on the Monday going, Oh, what did you think of my property? Oh, we're already under contract with another agent. It's that sort of hustle mentality, but also just Really, I guess just putting in over and above for yeah. your clients there as well. Because like I said, the people that don't want to hear from us on a Saturday afternoon, they just want to take the call. That's fine. We leave in voicemail if they want to call us back. They can if they don't. I had
0: one a few weeks ago yeah. on a Saturday night. I was at the pub and I got the call at 11.30 on a Saturday night. And we wow. exchanged from the pub at 11.30 on a Saturday night.
1: That's commitment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but like things like that as well. It was because we'd done those buy calls and we even had a chat on Saturday this week. Our buyers don't only get a call from me Usually they go to different open homes within Novak. Yeah. So our buyers are getting calls from me, then from Michael, <laughs> then from Billy, then from everyone in the office, and yeah. it really, I think, you're more likely to get that buyer if we're the ones reaching out and telling them, hey. Hundred percent. As I
1: said, if the buyer's not serious, that they're just shopping around, fair enough. You just don't take the phone call. You you do take the phone call, say, hey, "I'm not looking." That's great. Hang up the phone, move on. Yeah. People don't mind um and as i said that's that's our job yeah, <laughs> that's sure. what we're here to do um so guys if you have any questions on some of the stuff we covered tonight please do let us know um like we said it's just so crucial at the moment that your agents really got to go over and beyond for you as a vendor right now to ensure that they're putting the deal together for you Um, It's just changed so much and the truth of it is, there are still people looking to buy out there. Yes, the market may be moving backwards and saying that I think it's starting to slowly plateau out a little bit now, at least on the beaches anyway, Um, but the lovely thing about property compared to crypto or shares or whatever it might be, is people still need a place to live.
0: They have to do Uh, it. It's essential at the moment.
1: Correct. It's essential. So what we're finding is all the vendors that are selling at the moment not one of my vendors is selling because they're distressed because of interest rates it's normally because that circumstances change their life maybe someone's passed away they're getting married they need a bigger house um an elderly person's downsizing young couples upsizing because they're having a baby all that sort of stuff has nothing to do with interest (laughs) rates or what the market's doing um it's just about life's changing and same with the buyers the buyers that are buying at the moment um yes there's people that are sitting on the fence waiting to see what happens and then there's other buyers that are going my pre-approval is about to run out and when it,
0: that's the biggest one at the moment and when
1: it does because interest rates are going up i'm not going to be able to borrow as much and i don't know if i'm going to be able to buy the property that i want to buy yeah so a so. lot
0: of people it is a frantic purchase because they're going oh my gosh i don't have much longer i need a, i need to buy something really quick and also again the same reasons like it's sad as it is but death divorce upsizing downsizing are like the four most common reasons at the moment that people are buying and selling
1: and yeah and bear in mind as well we deal with this every single day so we're always talking the market the market the market the market to be honest with you for about 90 percent of people that aren't like there's a small portion of people that are regularly transacting property which is a very very small portion majority of people they're only going to do this once or twice in their lifetime and if you ask them oh how's the market going they only know what's on the news headlines they don't they don't really follow it and when you're buying and you're holding long term anyway it doesn't make a difference where you buy in that property cycle as long as you hold it and there's lots of stats we've probably gone through in the past for sure. to um back that up um but yeah so look guys to to top it off from what we're going through today you just want to make sure that is your vendor sorry is your um agent pricing a property appropriately um make sure you don't go for the cheapest agent have a chat with your agent on marketing in terms of what they do offer there what strategies they've got to get you sold because um, it is so so crucial
0: for sure i think it was a good chat
1: yeah yeah awesome. <laughs> awesome thanks guys have a good evening good
0: night cheers